Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the GCSAA podcast, the first podcast of 2020. I'm your host, Scott Hollister, the editor-in-chief of GCM Magazine, and I think you've made a wise decision by downloading and pressing play on this episode of the podcast. Uh, In my humble opinion, we had a great 2019 with tons of fun stuff on the podcast from Great conversations with innovative superintendents, interviews with golf industry leaders, deep dives uh, into GCSA programs and services. So I want to encourage you to dig through the archives of the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. If you missed any of what we did last year, I think a trip through those archives will be well worth your time. And we're going to keep that good stuff going on the first podcast of the new year, which I have been referring to as GIS Palooza. And I really hope that sticks somehow. Of course, um, the 2020 golf industry show is right around the corner, January 25th through the 30th in lovely Orlando, Florida. So on this episode of the GCSAA podcast, we will be taking a deep dive into all things GIS with some of the folks on the GCSAA staff uh, most closely associated with the planning and execution of the greatest show on turf. We're going to talk about all the events that will be taking place in Orlando and the biggest trade show in golf course management with Jana Brown, GCSAA's Director of Conference Events and Meeting Planning, and Matt Brown, the Association's Director of Corporate Sales. We'll talk at length uh, about all the amazing educational opportunities available at GIS. There are over 400 hours of education in total, and we will talk about all of that with Sherry Kaler, GCSAA's Director of Professional Development. And of course, we'll talk to my old friend Jim Cummins, the Tournament Director for the GCSAA Golf Championships, about everything on tap at the tournament that will kick off our week in Central Florida. We leave few GIS stones unturned. So whether you're already planning on being in Orlando for GIS, or you're looking for some motivation to pull the trigger and register for the event, I think you'll find everything you need in this GIS Palooza episode. See there, I hit it again, of the GCSAA podcast. And we look forward to seeing all of you in Orlando. As we do every episode, want to thank Bear for their continuing support of this podcast. They are, of course, a company committed to helping golf course superintendents thrive through a combination of great technical expertise and innovative solutions like the Stress Guard line of fungicide products. You can learn more about Bear and their entire product line by visiting them on the trade show floor in Orlando at booth 5226 or by going to es.bear.us and clicking on the Turf and Ornamentals Management link at the top of the page. Once again, they'll be at Bear Booth 5226 at GIS or go online at es.bear.us, then Turf and Ornamentals Management. So that does it. Let's get after it. It's episode 17 of the GCSA podcast. And no, I'm not going to mention that phrase again. Uh, we'll start things off here. Episode 17 with my conversation with Jana Brown and Matt Brown. Here we go. Well, they're back by popular demand. And uh, I think actually you guys are the you are the first two time guest on the uh, on the GCSA podcast. You can put that in your performance review for uh, that? <laughs> for uh, for next year. But uh, couldn't have a, a conversation uh, about the golf industry show without these two folks, longtime uh, colleagues of mine. So I welcome back uh, Jana Brown, uh, CMP. I think I left off your certification last time when we did this, but a certified meeting planner. She is the director of conference events and meeting planning here at GCSA. Jana, thanks for joining me. 
Thank you for having me. And also Matt Brown, Matt, the Director of uh, Corporate Sales uh, for GCSAA. Matt, thanks for uh, taking a little time. Hope everyone had a good holiday. It was a great holiday. Yeah. Might I add that I'm certifiable. I'm not certified. That's right. So, <laughs> and, and people who know you would uh, would would concur with that. So, uh, well, let's get started. Uh, I don't want to. We won't go as long as we did last time. We're going to have uh, this is this podcast will be kind of a compilation. We'll talk a little tournament. We'll talk a little education. We will talk a little uh, uh, trade show and and all of the other events that that take place. Uh, but first off. Um, uh, Orlando, a longtime host, um, hosted 10 times uh, in our history. It's probably the most uh, popular uh, city that we that we visit with the golf industry show, but there's a few changes um, that will uh, take place. And Jan, I'll, I'll kind of start with you. And um, the first one I want to maybe talk about is is the date. Uh, we are a little bit earlier. I don't like saying normal. I, I take to saying we're a little earlier than our traditional uh, slot. But um, I'll kind of let you uh, talk about that. Uh, what's behind the change, and uh, exactly what what will attendees be looking at in terms of the date of the uh, of the event this year? Yeah, you're right, Scott. It is a little a week earlier than what we traditionally traditionally fall, um, and we are on the very tail end of the PGA show. So, a lot of things go into play when we choose the location of the golf industry show, the availability of the convention center, what else is going on to the city. It just so happened that this year, um, the best dates for the golf industry show fell a little sooner than what we typically see. Um, but it's all it's all great. Everything's working out. We have some. Uh, some other time constraints with Thanksgiving being a week later. Everything's kind of compiled into the past last six weeks for us here. So, it's yeah, obviously made for a, a busy time uh, here. Uh, Matt, uh, change of date. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's been a communication uh, priority for you and your uh, team as it relates uh, relates to the trade show. And um, um, what's been uh, what's been the reaction? I'm sure there's there's pluses and minuses. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, kind of some of the challenges and opportunities that these changes uh, uh, entail. But what, what have you what have you and your team uh, seen related well, to the date? It really just compressed our window to get everything done. Uh, I think it's been a good thing. Uh, certainly looking forward to being in the North-South Hall and uh, the, the different advantages that it provides us with. The, uh, the time compression uh, really allowed us to reach out to vendors earlier, uh, get everything kind of fast-forwarded. And Although we're a week earlier this year, I think we're well ahead of where we would have been uh, given the show was a week later last year. It just uh, gave us the uh, opportunity to work with our partners and uh, get them on board with what we were trying to do. And I think it's been really beneficial for both. And I'd be remiss at this point. I didn't mention it in, in the run-up, but the dates are January 25th through the 30th in Orlando, the Orange County Convention Center. Uh, there are the GCSA Golf Championship, which we'll talk about later in this podcast, January 25th through the 27th. Uh, the education portion, although the education will run all week this this this, uh, uh, this time, and uh, but it will be really focused January 29th through 30th. There's way more information. I'll reference this website way too much probably in the podcast, but uh, golfindustryshow.com is where you're going to want ahead to get more information. So, uh, Jana, Matt, Matt teased us a little bit, but uh, another of the big changes is that we're introducing um, another portion of the Orange County Convention Center into the rotation. We have, again, traditionally used just the West Concourse uh, in Orlando, but uh, this year uh, we also, um, in fact, probably most of the activities are going to be focused in the North and South Concourse, um, which is across uh, International Drive from the West Concourse. So, tell us a little bit 
bit about that. Tell us, uh, obviously, as, as I mentioned, there's probably some challenges involved in that, but I'm, there's also some opportunities to, to having a new venue that, uh, that attendees can enjoy. Yeah, you're, you're right there, Scott. Um, there, there are some challenges with it. The, the biggest one in making sure that everyone gets where they need to go when they arrive into Orlando. But generally speaking, the only thing that will be in the West Concourse, which is our traditional concourse, are seminars on Monday and Tuesday. Everything else will be at the North-South building all week long. So all education sessions, partner events, opening, closing, trade show, everything else will be in that North-South building of the convention center. Um, the convention center has a great, done a great job of building walkways over the street to get to and from both of the concourses. We'll also have uh, security guards and police officers monitoring that international drive to make sure that that access is easy, efficient, and safe. That truly is the shortest way to get there, but it's not always the the, the driest in case Orlando right. reaps its lovely weather on us once again. Um, other than that, um, the opening reception will be at the Rosen Center in its in its location where it's been the past two times we've been down in Orlando. And and as someone who uh, has has stayed on the north-south concourse side before during previous shows and have made the walk. It, it is it is rather convenient. Uh, covered walkways. If you want to go street level, you can certainly do that. I know we will have uh, people helping folks cross International Drive if they um, if they uh, choose to choose to go that route. There'll be a ton of signage. Um, and, and in the run-up, I, I would reference people to, uh, again, the website to get more information on, on the venue. Also, the January issue of GCM has a, a full feature story about the, about the the change in venue, um, there's a map published there, so you can get a sense of of where things are. I think veterans to Orlando, it won't be a it won't be a huge uh, a huge change. But uh, another uh, thing we're doing, Scott. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, when you arrive, if you take the shuttle bus, when you get off the shuttle bus, there will be a ask me greeters there. They'll be wearing bright yellow shirts. So if you're not quite sure if you're in the right place or where you need to go, feel free to to approach them and they're happy to help you out. They'll also be inside the convention center in the North-South building all week long too. Well, Matt, from from your team's perspective and, and specific to maybe the exhibit space and the tr- and the trade show, uh, challenges and opportunities. This is a, this is a brand new space uh, uh, for you guys to to, to map out and, and plan how the, how this is how this is going to go. Um, what are you looking forward to as as we head there and utilizing that space for the uh, the trade show? You know, it's interesting. Moving to the North-South Hall, it's orientated differently. It's uh, not as wide as the East-West Hall, but it's deeper. I think from an exhibitor and attendee standpoint, it'll mean more traffic around the booths. Uh, from the attendee standpoint, less steps because it's not as it's not as wide, but it's deeper. So getting from uh, one point to another is going to be a lot easier to navigate. Uh, I think that works to our advantage. Also, from the exhibitor perspective, uh, this is the newer of the two convention halls, so there's fewer columns, more open space, and uh, that worked to our benefit quite a bit, too. We were able to uh, strategically locate not only exhibitors, but our own attractions on the show floor to make it more convenient for the attendee and a better experience from a uh, walk-by traffic perspective for the exhibitors. Right, and and you mentioned there's we will be utilizing uh, uh, the GCSA TV live stage will be uh, in this space. We're going to utilize for the uh, opening session. A lot of the a lot of the big events will be in this. So I I think there'll be a lot of uh, um, there'll be more opportunities for attendees to maybe be walking by, see something, 
and go, oh, wow, I forgot that was going on and be able to kind of pop in and, and attend those. And whether that's visiting with an exhibitor or, or, or attending some of the educational sessions or, uh, or, or events that are taking place uh, I, I on the trade shows. certainly agree with you. From the attendee perspective, there's a lot more uh, sort of informal education available on the show floor, a lot more learning opportunities, and even some formal uh, highly organized uh targeted education, when you look at what's going on at the uh, GCSA TV stage, also inside the shop, we've got a drone demonstration area that will be a point of interest. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities for people to kind of see what's new on the show floor. Are they going to let me uh, uh, fly a drone? Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll be there to watch. I wouldn't recommend that. It is netted in, so (laughs) you can only do so much damage. That's right. Well, let's let's move on. I want I want to ask a a little bit uh, about some. We've we've talked about some of the changes. I I think that um, uh, I think folks will be. Pleasantly surprised at how easy the transition is um, to, to into the into the new space. So let's talk about some of the highlights that are taking place uh, in Orlando. And Jana, I'll start with you. Uh, uh, a couple of, of great events. You you mentioned um, uh, some of this before, but the opening reception, uh, opening session, where we will uh, honor uh, Old Tom Morris Award winner uh, Gary Player at the opening session. But the opening reception is actually the the night before that. Yes, the opening reception, as as usual, is on Tuesday evening. It's a little earlier than it has been in the past, um, so we have moved that session to Wednesday morning for the second year now. So once you uh, finish up the opening reception on Tuesday evening, you have plenty of time to participate in the exhibitor events or just enjoy the city of Orlando. And then, as Matt mentioned, we have several opportunities by having that large north-south building in our possession, we are actually building a main stage on the trade show floor or adjacent to the trade show floor. So opening session, certification luncheon, two education sessions on Monday and Tuesday, and the closing celebration will all be in that completely built from cement concrete to a ballroom-type atmosphere. So take the time to go over. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a great build. It's, it's been fun with that flexibility. We've been able to do some things that you, you will see that you have never seen before. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, I know that as a... Uh staff longtime attendees are excited to, to kind of see how how this all plays out just just as a note the uh, uh, opening reception is Tuesday January 28th it's uh, 5 to 6 30 p.m at the Rosen Center hotel poolside because mother nature is going to cooperate <laughs> and we will be poolside and then the opening session itself is Wednesday January 29th 8 30 to 9 50 a.m the doors will open at 8 a.m for that and that's in the North Hall uh, as Jana mentioned on the main stage Matt uh, the trade show itself uh, opens immediately following uh, the conclusion of the uh, the opening session and uh, we talked a little bit about about how your team tackled uh, kind of organizing uh, this this new space but uh, what are some of the things you're looking forward to in terms of in terms of the exhibit space and things that uh, attendees should be looking at uh, as they're as they're wandering the show floor well there's definitely some things you don't want to miss on the show floor I mentioned just a minute ago the drone demonstration uh, there'll be a netted in area kind of on the left side of the of the uh, show floor and I think there's a lot of new technology, a lot of interest in not only mapping, but some of the thermal imaging, a lot of the different things you can do with drones that help people manage their uh, golf courses. Uh, there's also uh, a number of events on the GCSA TV main stage. Uh, there's a tri-association interview uh, that Rhett will be leading as the moderator, Rhett Evans, our CEO. Uh, there will be 
conversation regarding the uh, collaboration required of the architects and the builders. So you'll have the GCBAA there, the ASGCA, and of course the GCSAA talking about uh, what they did at Wingfoot. Uh, related to renovating the golf course. So you'll have uh, Stephen Rabidou, uh, Gil Hans, and Shalene Elmore uh, from each of our uh, respective associations talking about what is involved in the process uh, in renovation and, and how our three associations work together in such a project. Yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. Obviously, Wingfoot, the host of the uh, the 2020 U.S. Open uh, this year. And I, I would be remiss, I know in the intro I mentioned uh, this partnership, but uh, obviously increased uh, increased partnership this year with the uh, with the uh, Golf Course Architects Association, with the Golf Course Builders Association. They've been great partners um, um, as we've as we run, up to, run up to this. It's a natural fit and uh, really looking forward to, uh, to kind of seeing how that manifests itself. Um, uh, in, in Orlando and then going forward as, as things have really been going well. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned some of the partnership there, certainly inside the shop. Uh, we couldn't do that without the help of the builders and, and the architects uh, with the, uh, their help this year. We're doing a lot of informal education there, obviously. Uh, a lot of interest in how to build, organize, or uh, make your shop more efficient. And we try to highlight those opportunities through not only uh, – vendor exhibits within the area, but also uh, Hector Velasquez comes in and, and adds his expertise. Uh, many people know Hector from uh, uh, inside the shop. So uh, the other thing I just want to mention that people don't want to miss is the Thursday afternoon block party. Uh, in Orlando, uh, the the show floor is going to be constructed such that you really don't need to leave the floor to, to do what you need to do. You'll be able to consume everything. Uh, from the exhibitors, from our own education, from our own attractions, and then also dining on the show floor. But the block party will uh, bring wrap, wrap the show up, the trade show, and then lead us right into the closing session. But we'll have a variety of uh, Vegas-style entertainers uh, and uh, food and beverage available uh, and uh, beer and snacks, right, Jana? Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, lots to keep people on the on the show floor. Uh, let me let me mention the the uh, hours of the of the trade show just as, as a reference point. Wednesday, January 29th, first day of the uh, trade show. Uh, 8:30 to 10 is the distributor preview. Doors open to everyone at 10 a.m. and the show will be open till five. And then on Thursday, we are a little bit earlier, but same kind of time frame. Uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And um, that uh, the trade show block party is three to four p.m. Uh, on Thursday, and and Jana, as Matt mentioned, that leads us right into the uh, uh, the clo- closing celebration. It's uh, really kind of become a staple of of how we wrap up uh, the golf industry show each year. A little twist this year, but uh, why don't you tell folks about the closing celebration? Yeah, we have typically in the past we've had a comedian wrap up this event for us. Uh, we are making a change this year, and we will be bringing in uh, Carrie Lawrence. Carrie is the first female F-14 Tomcat fighter pilot in the U.S. Navy. Right. She will be bringing her experiences and success to the to the participants of the closing celebration. In addition to Carrie's uh, um, speaking engagement, we will be taking an opportunity to recognize any superintendent, exhibitor, family, friend who has per, um, been part of the military family. So if you would like that person or persons recognized, again, go to golfindustryshow.com. There's a link there. And if you register by January 17th, we'll make their uh, their name visible on the screens during that celebration on Thursday afternoon. 
That's great. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks uh, in the industry who are either part of the military or have had family members. So that's a great way great way to recognize them. Again, the uh, closing celebration is Thursday, January thirtieth, four thirty to six p.m. So, well, guys, I, I appreciate you taking kind of a bullet look around the uh, what's what's coming up here. It's a very busy time for for all of us. Um, I'll, I'll kind of uh, I'll kind of let uh, let you guys uh, wrap it up and. Uh, um, I know this is a little bit like asking who your favorite child is because you're both so involved with uh, a, a wide array of events that take place at, at GIS. But um, if, if you had one to, to suggest uh, uh, to, uh, to attendees to really focus on and take part in, uh, what, would, what would your recommendation be? Man, I'll let you start because you, you said you had a list, so yeah. I'll, I'll let well, you start. Well, I am really excited about the block party to, to wrap up the show Thursday afternoon. I think there's going to be a lot of fun things to see. Uh, kind of set the tone for Vegas next year uh, or 2021. One. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, certainly the drone demonstrations is something new. It's uh, feedback that we receive from uh, attendees previously that they'd like to see more of. And and the dogs are always popular. We'll, so the goose dogs will be doing their thing uh, on stage right if you're looking at the show floor. The drones are stage left. Uh, so the uh, GCSA TV stage is, is sort of center back of the show floor. Uh, we really did a good job of, of uh, triangulating attractions uh, for, for the attendee benefit, and, and it also benefits the exhibitors to have folks walking by. Yeah, the dogs. The dogs are are, are always always mm-hmm. popular. We've been the GCM booth has always, has been fortunate to be at least in the proximity. So whenever you need a little uh, mental health break, there's nothing uh, better than uh, puppy love. Than, yeah, getting a little uh, getting a little uh, <laughs> help from the goose dogs. Jana, what Jana? What about you? Again, oh wow, a million things. I'm sure, and I'm, I'm sure your favorite will be uh, just a successful execution of all of them. But any in particular stand out? Um, you know, the opening session is uh, at the top of my list right now. Is to be one of the favorites. We have some great. Great um, entertainment incorporated into that event. Some surprises, again, that you will not have seen in the past. Uh, also, during that event, all of our award winners are recognized. And then we'll have the two recognition of the Leo Fazer and Edwin Budding on the trade show floor in the, in the respective booths again this year. And that, that block party, we have spent a lot of... Uh, a lot of creative thinking to get that going, and Matt's mentioned it a couple times, but there are some prizes that you don't want to miss out on. The 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 dog given away, the drone, the Harley Davidson, some cold hard cash, and you know a little bit of merchandise. So those are the top ones right now. And beer. That's right. Oh yeah, well, that's, food and beverage. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> for, for some, it's a Harley Davidson. For others, it's uh, it's. Uh, it's a beer, but uh, well, Jana, Jana Brown, Matt Brown, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, Golf uh, Industry Show 2020 is uh, January 25th through the 30th in Orlando, Florida, and you can get all the information by going to golfindustryshow.com. Again, I'm going to drive that into your brain enough times you'll never forget it. So, Jana, thank you, and Matt, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having thank us. You, Scott. Well, good stuff there from Jana Brown and Matt Brown on some of the changes and highlights that you'll see at GIS this year in Orlando. So my thanks to those two uh, for their time today. Uh, Before we dive into part two of this episode, let's take a quick break to talk about the good folks at Bayer, the presenting partners in the GCSAA podcast. As anyone who has worked with Bayer can tell you, the company has a well-earned reputation for partnering with customers to maximize turf performance by providing them with tools that deliver top-of-the-line performance, consistent 
instant results and ultimately peace of mind. Bayer is a company committed to helping its customers thrive by providing technical expertise as well as innovative solutions that maximize turf quality and reduce stress at every point during the year. Discover the possibilities with proven solutions from Bayer. If you are in Orlando for GIS, you can do that by visiting the Bayer booth on the trade show floor at booth number 5226. That is 5. You can also learn more about Bear and its entire product line by going online to es.bear.us slash healthy hyphen turf. Our thanks as always to everyone at Bear for their continued support of the GCSAA podcast. Now let's get going with part two of GIS Palooza. I'm not letting it go, folks. I'm going to keep saying it, so you might as well join me, um, which is a look at all of the educational opportunities available at GIS 2020 and a conversation with GCSAA's Director of Professional Development, Sherry Kaler. Well, I know that people uh, uh, have all different uh, motivations for attending the golf industry show. Some uh, some are there for the networking. Some are there to check out all the wares on the trade show floor. But uh, I know both anecdotally and from our uh, 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 surveys that we do about GIS, the, the driving force for people to attend GIS is the professional development in the education. So I would be remiss if we didn't talk about um, – uh, all the education that's on on uh, tap at the 2020 Golf Industry Show in Orlando. And to do that, I am honored to have a longtime colleague um, here at GCSA, uh, Sherry Kaler. Sherry is the Director of Professional Development at GCSA. 24 years. You had me by a couple of years. Uh, Yes. Uh, in terms of tenure here at GCSA. So welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Um, I won't. I won't. <laughs> Repeat the. Uh, I was joking during one of the earlier segments about the amount of times I'm I'm referencing the website and the dates, um, January 27th through the 30th. Um, I will reference those uh, again at the very end of of this segment. But um, uh, share. I don't know that attendees often grasp the scope of the educational opportunities that are available uh, in Orlando. So. Throw some numbers at us. What exactly are you and your team preparing for in as we record this just a couple weeks' time? Well, this year, uh, in particular, we have 103 seminars. We have 24 new sessions available. Um, we have the Monday through fr- or Monday through Thursday, we have some uh, education on the trade show floor. And, you know, we have over 207 subject matter experts from wow. all around the world. We have 11 international speakers, so uh, we hope to have something for everyone. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Over 400 hours of educational opportunities So, um, for, for superintendents, uh, architects, builders, anyone trying to make a case uh, to attend GIS, that alone will return, uh, is a heck of a return uh, on investment. And when, when we get into our conversation specifically about what will take place in Orlando, there's some there's some terms that we use. And I think that uh, for those of us who've been around the association a long time, there um, when when we use them, uh, we we know immediately what they mean. But for for again for for regular attendees, when they hear hear terms like seminars versus sessions and what's an education track, it might not immediately track with them. So I had prepared a little glossary of terms. So, but I'm going to let you kind of explain first off when we say a seminar, um, what what do we mean when we're talking about seminars? Sure, a seminar is fee based and it's education point bearing. 
Um, you need to pre-register for those. You can register on site if they're not sold out. Um, and sessions are free. If you purchase a full pack registration, you can go in and out of sessions at your leisure. Um, and when you do uh, get a full pack registration, you do get 1.5 education points for just consuming the whole show. So they don't have individual points assigned to them, but you you get the points through your registration. Okay, and we'll and we'll try I'll, I'll try to be clear when we're talking when we go through our conversation we highlight uh, some of the some of the things we'll try to be we'll be very clear on you know whether we're talking about a fee based seminar or, okay. or or a free session. Um, your team is also kind of grouped together this education in education tracks uh, for folks in various roles within in the golf industry. Tell us a little bit about um, what those tracks are, how you guys put, piece them together. They're a, really a combination of a bunch of different opportunities that people can take advantage of when they're at GIS. Sure. The tracks um, are created to help the attendees, uh, if they're gravitating to, towards one subject or another, to find the things that they want. So if you go to the tracks, we have 11 of them. Uh, this year we have some new tracks available. We have BMP as a track, water, um, of course we have the mental health track, and some others. But if you go there, you will get all the education that addresses those topics, whether they're seminars or sessions. And I promised I wasn't going to do this, but here is the here's the website. If you want to dig in, and and there's a, a lot of good explanations on the website of exactly what we're what we're talking about here. You can browse through all the various education tracks. You're going to want to go to golfindustryshow.com/slash/education-conference. Uh, from that page, you can move throughout the education site and really get a good picture um, of that. Boy, I just I I didn't follow my own rule. I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but. People are going to get sick of the website, but at least they're going to know it, Sherry. They will know the website by the time we're done. That's um, right. Before we dive into exactly what's going to take place uh, in Orlando, uh, let's let's go a little big picture here because, once again, I, I don't know that um, most attendees um, know exactly how we put together uh, the menu of educational opportunities at each GIS, uh, how that works, and, and how it really is a, a year-long process. So uh, maybe walk us through through you know, how you and your team work with uh, superintendent members of the association to kind of figure out what, what educational opportunities need to be offered and how we piece together what is available at GIS. Sure. Uh, simply put, we listen to members. Um, we have a variety of ways we establish the curriculum for a particular year. It pretty much starts out with a uh, request for a proposal process, and we get a lot of different uh, subject matter experts presenting proposals to us. We take those proposals to different task groups of GCSAA comprised of our members. Uh, we have the conference education task group, the equipment management task group, and the assistant superintendent task group primarily, and they look at these uh, uh, request for proposals, and they determine whether or not uh, they would be a good fit, and we don't have a, an abundance of uh, coverage on those already. So there's a lot of different things that they look for there. But throughout the year, my team collects intel from a variety of sources to find out what are members talking about, what is relevant in the industry, uh, what should we be looking forward to uh, and inform the attendees at GIS of. We go through social media threads, written articles, member feedback we receive on seminar evaluations, and also uh, the open-ended comments uh, that we receive from the GIS survey every year. So that's kind of it in a nutshell on how we do that. 
Yeah, it's how how soon after one GIS ends, or I, I know it's not the very next day, but I, I and I I know you're probably planning at various stages for shows down the uh, down the line. How quickly do do you guys just really <laughs> dig dig in deep uh, once one show ends and you begin planning for another? We start planning for another before the first one is over. Yeah. You know, it, it all kind of melds together. We have to consider the venue in which we're going to. Um, so that is a consideration. Uh, you know, it's just a year-long process plus uh, we start very early in determining all that. So, yeah, and I know, and I know you. It, it's a it's a a balance to uh, weigh new innovative topics with uh, subject matter that has proven very popular uh, in the past. And as you mentioned, um, uh, there's over fifty percent of the seminars this year are new. Uh, there are twenty four the twenty four free sessions. Uh, all have new content um, right. for those for those sessions. There are new education tracks, things like that. Talk about the, the balance of balancing the new with the tried and true and the popular, and and how you try to uh, to make sure you're you're I guess honoring both sides of that equation. Yeah, that's a complicated one. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously. But first and foremost, we want to make sure that we're offering a wide scope of topics for the vast audience that attends GIS. So we always have topics that are relevant to business, communication, leadership, agronomy, environmental management, um, equipment management, emotional health. Those topical areas we cover at every single GIS. They're germane to what we need to do. Uh, And as I mentioned before, we go through the RFP process. Not only do we look at those topics independently, but we see what other kind of coverage we have in those same areas, and we make adjustments one way or the other uh, so that we're not dominating in a particular area unless it's really a focus, you know, in the industry at that point in time. And then with with regards to existing seminars, we take a look at every single one of those seminars. Our attendee surveys provide a lot of great feedback on those, so... Uh, the seminars that do go forward in multiple years are updated each year and evaluated because we want updated content you know, to deliver to our attendees. But just a lot of things go through this. Um, our sessions, all of our sessions are new each year. We pick out topics to provide in, in various formats in our sessions. Uh, and some of those could have been a seminar proposal, but it's more conducive to a seminar or a session format. So we get subjects um, for the sessions, and we also try to keep those session formats fresh. So we look at different ways in which there would be the best learning opportunities for those subjects. So um, that's kind of it. And, and I, I would say, lastly, it depends on which coast we're on for the GIS because some topics are more germane to one coast or another. Right. So a lot of different things go into that. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting as someone who has a bit of a front row seat to this, along with other staff members here to see, to see how, uh, how you guys piece all that together. I know that uh, the lightning round learning uh, sessions have been uh, very popular, just kind of quick hit uh, learning sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been the great debate 
which I know we're redoing again uh, this year in, in Orlando. Um, there's the Turfgrass Talk Show, which is uh, uh, obviously benefits from a, a recent podcast guest, uh, the talents of Mr. Tom Nikolai, but uh, uh, much more like a, a TV talk show <laughs> setting than you would imagine from an educational session. So um, a, a ton of stuff uh, uh, available and a ton of options for attendees uh, when they get there. So let's dive into... What's going to take place in Orlando? And I want to start with the learning tours, and I want to be careful of people listening who maybe are kind of last minute and they still haven't uh, made their plans. A couple of these have already sold out. They are very, very popular. Um, I, I assume, um, and I'm going to let you talk about the ones that are available. I assume it's just the opportunity to have some hands-on um, learning to get out of the convention center, to get uh, into some uh, spots around the cities where we host GIS that make these so popular. But why don't you tell us about the lineup um, and you can be clear on which ones are, 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 are sold out currently because I know a couple of them uh, uh, are, are currently uh, off the table. Uh, <laughs> That's so right. Well, as, as you said, you know, adult learners like hands-on experiences. So what better way to do that than take them out to the golf course and uh, and do that. So the first one we have is launching a first green program. And that is a field trip out to a golf course. And it's a STEM uh, education outreach program for grade school and high school students. And it's conducted on a golf course. So the attendees that have signed up for that seminar will learn how to conduct their own first screen field trip when they get back to their course. Uh, we have a local school that participates each year at GIS in these. So um, the superintendents that are attending can dive right in and 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 learn how to conduct one of these. And it's really a great opportunity because for these, ch for these children, they not only um, get exposed to the golf course, but also to the profession and what the, um, you know, golf playing field allows them uh, in an environmental sense. Right. You know, um, a lot of them don't realize what a great steward, you know, a golf course is for those environmental facets. So, we really encourage um, this one uh, in particular because it's it's really the catalyst of the future to get young people involved in this profession. Uh, and and I'd like to put a little plug out here. Uh, and this one is sold out. So for GIS in Orlando, you know we can't take any more on this field trip. But if you want to learn more about the First Green, go to thefirstgreen.org and you'll Absolutely. learn all about it. And also, there's a donation button on there. So if for some reason you would, uh, you, you cannot host your own First Green event, maybe you'd like to give some funds to another superintendent that can, and those funnel through the EIFG. Um, so it's, it's just a great program, and I think you'll you'll be seeing and hearing a lot more about it in the future if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a chance to attend several of those, uh, of the uh, uh, efforts that superintendents are doing in different parts of the country mm -hmm. and uh, uh, huge potential uh, with the first screen. But that's not the only uh, field trip uh, right. uh, on tap. We've got behind the scenes at Bay Hill. Uh, superintendents there will learn about tournament prep um, they're going through, learn about the new irrigation system and short game practice area that they have. 
They'll visit the maintenance facility, which is always very popular. Uh, and then Foley will be there to do some on-site demonstrations of, of grinding. That's so, great. I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, atten- I'm attending that one. I'm, I'm not taking a seat on the bus. I got my own transportation. <laughs> and it's but, sold uh, out, yes. Yeah, but I'll be providing a, a GCM coverage for that one. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to the trip to Bay Hill. Yeah. And the third one is the Gulf Irrigation Auditor Seminar, and that's facilitated by the Irrigation Association. We try to have that available for the attendees uh, on a pretty regular basis. And it is not sold out, but it won't take long. Right. So if you're interested in it, sign up for it. Um, and then those individuals that would like to take the exam to be a certified irrigation auditor, that will happen the following day. Okay, great. Well, I, I teased these a little bit earlier, but I want to talk about a couple of uh, of sessions. Um, and uh, I guess there was a reason they were top of mind is because they were in one of our future questions. But the, uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Turfgrass Talk Show, the Great Debate, um, PhD edition of the Great Debate, mm-hmm. and Lightning Round Learning. Um, I've attended some or if not all of these at one point or another in the past. They're all uh, wild, wildly popular. Um, but why don't you just kind of give us a Cliff Notes uh, uh, version on each of them and what maybe attendees can expect when they uh, when they uh, sit down for, for one of these uh, sessions? Okay. I think uh, part of the reason why these are so popular is it's, it's the education, edutainment factor of right. them. Absolutely. You know, it's it's in a fun they they have meaningful education but it's an in fun and engaging delivery method. So, um, I'm sure a lot of people might be familiar with the Turfgrass Talk Show, the host Tim, Tom Nikolai, uh, they will be talking about irrigation in the 21st century this year. Okay. So, um, that will be a really a really good one to hit on Monday. Lightning round learning this year, it just keeps expanding. I, I believe the first one we did was in Orlando 2017, and it was just overflowing the first year, and it has been yeah. ever since. Uh, very popular. We have 13 speakers on the docket this year, five-minute uh, talks about a particular subject, and then it goes right on to the other one. So lightning round learning, one after another. Uh, that will be really good. There's some really, really good topics and very diverse topics right. in that. And then we have the great debate, as you mentioned. Um, Frank Rossi is the host this year. So any of you that know Frank Rossi, it will be a dynamic and yes. an entertaining yeah. but educational uh, event. Uh, a lot of good uh, PhDs uh, will have a wheel of topics. Frank will spin the wheel. We'll figure out what topic's going to be talked about next and debated, and the PhDs will go after it. So that ought to be yes, very, uh, very entertaining this year. Yes, yeah, so if anyone knows uh, Dr. Rossi, knows that uh, debate is right in his wheelhouse. So that will be a, <laughs> that will be an awesome, uh, awesome experience. All three of those, are, again, I highly recommend it. Even as a as a, as a uh, uh, everything I've learned about turf grass, I've learned while working here. Um, it, I, I pick up so much that I use throughout throughout the year when I attend and cover these events for GCM. So uh, I'm sure uh, agronomic professionals are going to pick up even more. Uh, let's let's transition quickly to the the trade show floor, uh, Sherry. There's a whole host of education um, uh, available while the trade show is going on. So while we while we focus sometimes on the first part of the of GIS week for paid uh, fee-based seminars. Um, there's actually educational opportunities throughout the week. Uh, on the trade show floor, there will be both, again, uh, seminars 
and sessions available. So fee-based that you have to sign up for in advance and also uh, free sessions. Let's talk quickly about two of the free sessions that are going to take place. Again, you can learn much more at the website um, about what, what's going to take place on the trade show floor. But there are two sessions coming to the GCSA TV live stage. Um, both of them on Wednesday, new trends in putting green aeration and top dressing. And then it takes a team, which is a, a session uh, about the work that went into uh, uh, performing a renovation and preparations um, for the U.S. Open at Winged Foot uh, Golf Club. So tell us a little bit about, about each of those sessions. Well, the new trends in putting green aeration, um, the USGA is presenting that, and uh, it is just that. The topic explains it well. So that will occur Wednesday morning, and immediately following that talk, it's a panel discussion, um, the Green Section Award will be announced okay, there. Great. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. And then it takes a team. Uh, this is uh, our, our CEO, Rhett Evans, will be moderating this session, and it's um, a two-hour session. And and really, we're, we're in partnership with the Golf Course Builders Association of America and the Association of Golf Course Architects um, to present this session. Uh, about winged foot and the renovations that they've done there. So we'll have a panel that consists of the superintendent at winged foot, Stephen Rabideau, uh, the architect, Gil Hans, and builder, Shalene Elmore, who is the vice president of Labar Golf Renovations. And they will be the panelists. And they will just talk casually about the successes, the challenges, the innovative technologies that they used in the renovation. So I, I think this is going to be a very dynamic session. And the session really, you know, a takeaway of all of this is it does take a team. Everyone needs to work together and be cohesive in going forward with these things. And so uh, I think it's going to be just fantastic. Yeah, obviously, uh, uh, most in the industry will will have uh, winged foot top of mind with the uh, the U.S. Open there heading there uh, in June, and uh, a great segue. You talked about team uh, as it relates to our partnership with the uh, the Builders Association and the uh, and the architects. Um, let's let's take a few minutes to brag about your team because I want I want them to get uh, some well deserved recognition for the work they put in year round to prepare not not just for for GIS but all of the education opportunities um, that we uh, that we offer at GCSA. Let's start with, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the turf bolts. Not technically uh, an educational opportunity, but it falls under your department and one person in particular. So let's let's start there and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about the turf bowl and Diana and the work she sure. does. Sure. Diana Kern, uh, she, she manages the turf bowl. Uh, the whole team, the whole education team is involved in, in executing it. Um, but uh, Diana kind of gets it all together and she does a fantastic job. Um, you know, the turf bowl is so important to our industry. It uh, prepares our, our young men and women for to be the future and next generation leaders of this of this wonderful profession. So um, I believe Mark Coons, our past president, said it best one time that he likened the turf bowl like uh, the Olympics yeah. of our industry. So uh, I, I, I agree with him. It's really a, a big deal. These students from... Um, you know, turf universities all over. They they study year round for this, and it's a big darn deal. It helps supplement the learning that they Absolutely. they get at their university. So, um, 
You know, I was looking this up. Uh, the Turf Bowl has been in existence for 25 years oh, Okay. thus far. We've had over 5,500 students go through this program. Wow. So that that's pretty telling. Um, it, it is a value to them and to the industry to uh, be tested in this way. Um, the students are tested on a variety of, of things, uh, agronomic business, financial management, um, they go through rigorous testing through a written exam, through physical and visual identification, written case study. So it, it's a big deal. And and I would be remiss if I didn't mention John Deere Golf as a supporting partner Absolutely. of ours with that event. Uh, they, they provide a lot of prize money for the top 10 teams, and they host a reception for the uh, teams prior to the Turf Bowl exam. And that's a great way for the students to network with other students. So it, it, it's all it's all great. Yeah, amazingly popular uh, program. I, I just know from the the traffic that we get when we're when we're sharing the results um, uh, from the turf bowl, and you know, not only just not only the, the value that participants get out of of taking part in the turf bowl, but they're also getting an ch- opportunity to attend GIS a- as a whole and just to see the scope uh, and depth of the industry and for, for young people um, in, in the profession. And uh, uh, as some, as someone who has a son who is studying uh, in this, not participating in the turf bowl this year, uh, I think uh, he was ready for it. He was ready for it. Yeah. But uh, um, maybe, maybe next year, um, you know, I just, it's such a great opportunity. So it's, it's awesome that um, we have the support of John Deere golf. We have the support of universities and turf grass programs around the country uh, to do that. Uh, why don't you give a quick shout out to everyone else on your team um, and, and the folks who, who, who work enslaved to put put all this together uh, for our members and the attendees at show. Yes, we have a we have a great team in the professional development department. We have Kelly Flanner, who's our senior manager of curriculum. Uh, Lisa Wick, our senior manager of e-learning programs. Diana Kern, as I mentioned before, who is our manager of education certificates and program validation. So right. she does a little external ed and and uh, the certificate programs and such. Amanda Miller manager of conference events um she she's fantastic with you know she has to think of every detail administratively for you know the whole gis um education team and everyone puts an effort in that but but uh you know when we're on site amanda is the go-to person so um, shout out to her. Stephanie Comfer, our certification manager yes. over the CGCS program. Fantastic work. Katie Schuster, curriculum specialist. She helps us with all the curriculum. Uh, they all do just a, such a fantastic job, and um, members should be proud to have them work on their, on their behalf because they really do care about the membership and what they do, and they have a passion for it. So Yeah, and I, and I, I, I hope, and I'm sure they do, hear that appreciation from members when they're on site. Uh, and the, and it's just the, the value that members are getting out of that experience and a, hopefully a recognition of, of the work all of them all of them put in. And I know that we work very closely on the, on the communication side of the association, uh, especially as we're going, you know, we work closely together with, with your team in terms of a lot of content uh, that, that you see in, in GCM. So uh, a bit of a well-oiled machine and you, you all yes. are to be applauded for, uh, for everything that, that goes on. So, well, I have kept you long enough. 
I mean, we're like three weeks out, and here I am keeping you in the podcast studio instead of actually preparing for uh, for GS. So I, I appreciate your time today, uh, Sherry. Again, uh, for more information, you're going to want to go to golfindustryshow.com slash education hyphen conference. All whole host of details on all the stuff that we talked about today, plus many, many, many others is available there. And uh, January 27th through the 30th. There's a couple things I'd like to mention before we go. Do it. Go for it. All right. I want to make sure that everyone is aware that the seminars, fee-based seminars, will be hosted in the West Concourse Building, which is the building that most of you are familiar the with. Traditional the traditional host. building, um, if you've been to GIS before in Orlando. Uh, and all the sessions will be in the North Concourse across the street, which is new. Right. And that is also where the trade show will be. So I just want to make that distinction one more time. We're trying to get that word out as much we as possible. We absolutely are. We talked with, um, talk with Jana and Matt and uh, all right. dove deep into that into that topic, but a but it, good reminder. Yes, and we have have a new app this year for the, okay, G- the new GIS app should be coming out soon. So please, please uh, download that app and use it. It's got a wealth of information in it and it will help you navigate the, the show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sherry Kaler, uh, Director of Professional Development at GCSA, thank you for uh, joining me and we look forward to our uh, adventures in Orlando. Thank you. Well, I'll admit my uh, my bias right up front here, but uh, if you are a golf course superintendent, an architect, a golf course builder uh, who's looking to up their game, you know, take the next step in their career in this business, there really is no better one-stop shop to do all of that than the golf industry show. So I want to thank uh, Sherry Kaler for giving us an inside look at all the educational opportunities available at GIS 2020. One more segment to go here, but before we get to that, I want to talk to you quickly about GCM, GCM Online, and all the ways you can follow the action from GIS 2020 later this month. Whether you're joining us on the ground in Orlando or just keeping tabs from afar, the magazine and the communications team at GCSAA will have you covered from live updates on the magazine's website, gcmonline.com, and a pair of podcasts that will record and distribute the week of GIS, to live interviews on Sirius XM's Katrick and McGinnis on tap, and nonstop social media coverage on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, there is no better way to keep tabs on everything taking place at the 2020 Golf Industry Show than through GCM and GCSA. There are a whole host of ways to stay plugged in during the week of GIS. First, uh, you can bookmark gcmonline.com and look for the 2020 Golf Industry Show tab at the top of the homepage. You'll also want to make sure and follow all of GCM and GCSAA's social media accounts, which on Twitter and Instagram, that's GCM underscore magazine and GCSAA. And you can also like our pages on Facebook by searching for both GCM Magazine and GCSAA. You can tune in to SiriusXM's PGA Tour Radio, Channel 92, and Katrick and McGinnis on tap from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, January 27th, 28th, and 29th. And you'll also want to keep an eye on this podcast feed for updates throughout the week. And I would be remiss not to also mention GCSAA TV, which will be producing both live and recorded coverage from Orlando, which you can watch by going to gcsaa.tv. So as I think I've illustrated, all kinds of ways that you can make sure you don't miss a moment of the action from GIS 2020 in Orlando. So hope you'll join us for all of that. So let's get back to it. 
segment three of episode 17 of the GCSA podcast and a chat about the GCSAA golf championships with our old friend, Jim Cummins. Well, the week in Orlando, the week of really uh, any GIS always begins with, with like, personally one of my favorite times of the year as a staff member. Um, and that is the GCSA Golf Championships and the ability to to spend a few days on some really awesome golf courses, uh, you know, just working to help our members enjoy themselves as in the run up to and uh, the run up to GIS. So, um, a podcast that I'm building as GIS Palooza would not be complete without a conversation about the uh, uh, the GCSA Golf Tournament and my old friend Jim Cummins. Uh, the uh, tournament director for the GCSA Golf Championships, uh, also the senior manager of business development. I, I don't want to get those two confused, uh, but uh, I know this time <laughs> of year in particular, you are you are balancing quite a quite a load between those two events. So, thanks for taking a few minutes to join me, man. Absolutely, always uh, glad to talk about the tournament and uh, the golf industry show. It's a lot yeah, of fun. It is, it is, and we are just uh, as we record this, uh, three full weeks away. Um, from uh, heading down to heading down to Orlando, so uh, some some business to get out of the way at first. Uh, the as it relates to the tournament, the dates of the event: January twenty fifth uh, through the twenty seventh, uh, presented in partnership with our good friends of the Toro Company. Uh, the twenty sixth consecutive year that Toro has served as the presenting partner of the GCSA golf event, and we are we'll talk a little bit more about Toro as we actually twenty seven. Oh, twenty seven. Twenty seven really? years they have supported our event. That's so. unbelievable. That's even yeah, better than crazy. 26 years. Unbe- un- yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> and we will, uh, again, we'll get into a little bit of Toro and their involvement in, in this event. We couldn't do it without them uh, as we go on. But um, let's let's start off, Jimmy, with uh, just, we'll talk about the courses that are going to host uh, play uh, for us down in, in Orlando. And that is uh, Champions Gate uh, Golf Club. There are two 18-hole uh, layouts there that we will utilize, the, the international and national courses. We're also going to use the uh, Ritz-Carlton Golf Club Grand Lakes and uh, Shingle Creek Golf Club uh, as well, and those are uh, depending on how long you've been involved with the, the tournament. Those are are somewhat familiar uh, venues. We haven't been to Champions Gate in a little bit, but um, before we get into into kind of the the specifics of Orlando, let's talk big big picture. Um, in, in terms of how the association determines where where we're going to uh, contest the, these events, and uh, Orlando is an interesting an interesting spot for us. We go there every three years. This is our uh, the tenth time that we have uh, taken the golf industry show and all the various activities surrounding that to to Central Florida. And I'm sure as tournament director, that presents some challenges for you. A ton of great golf courses uh, in and around Orlando, um, but maybe walk walk our listeners through um, uh, how we go about selecting the venues that host the GCSA Golf Championship, and, and maybe a little bit about what sets apart the venues that we're going to utilize this year um, uh, for those who are going to be taking part. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, the North Star really for our event when we go into a city is to uh, make sure that the golf experience is first and foremost. I mean, we we go in, we want to play the best of the best. So first of all, what's available um, there? And then we go in and meticulously look through to find out what course layouts work for our event. Uh, what's the experience going to be like? What is the staff like? Are they uh, on board? Do they feel like they're willing and wanting, wanting to have us there? And you take all those things into consideration, proximity to the host resort, and uh, 
we hope to come in with a lineup, and we really do feel like we we have with uh, uh, Ritz Carlton, Grand Lakes uh, Golf Club, which I know we've been there before, but great experience, great staff there. Marriott always puts on a great show, um, and then Champions Gate offers uh, a a way for us to keep our event tight. We'll have uh, that place full all three days. So from uh, getting from our host resort out to Champions Gate, it offers uh, uh, an opportunity to do ride-alongs where people can ride together. Travel's a little easier that way. But we we like to keep uh, groups together, so that offers that. And then Shingle Creek, which we've used before, fairly recently redesigned by Palmer Golf, um, will provide a great experience for those folks wanting to go out and have some fun and play the shamble, all relatively close to the convention center. I know Champions Gate is out there just a little ways, but it's an easy drive down the four uh, and should be should be a great experience for everybody. Absolutely, and and I, I know just like we do with, with uh, almost everything as it relates to GCSA and, and, and in particular, the Golf Industry Show, uh, member feedback, member input is really, really important. And, and members uh, are, are involved in kind of helping us guide um, guide what they like, what they don't like as it relates to the tournament as well. Yes, absolutely. We do uh, follow at each tournament with a survey that we put out, which does kind of help us guide what trends might be, what what worked and what might not have worked as for the tournament. So obviously that goes into, you know, what we do each year and as we plan for years ahead. Let's uh, let's talk about the, the rotation here. Um, we're, we're kind of breaking news, I guess. So this has not been publicly uh, re- uh, released in, in a lot of formats. By the time most people listen to this, uh, if they're interested in the tournament, they will, will have known. But why don't you walk us through uh, the course rotation, um, and let's start with the national championship. And I know they've got a really challenging venue over at Champions Gate that we're going to be utilizing for, for that group. Yes, absolutely. The uh, international course at Champions Gate is a Greg Norman design. And those of you that have played Greg Norman design golf courses before know that um, it's they are a challenge. They're, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, we were just out there recently. The golf course is in great shape. Uh, Superintendent Josh Newman uh, has done a really, really nice job. And surprisingly, they've had a pretty good lineup of some pretty good tournaments already this year. Uh, I know that from their perspective, after we had left, they were overseeding uh, tees and fairways. So uh, your conditions ought to be great. We've closed down some tees that will be specific to our tournament. So we should really be uh, in good shape, and I think that it's going to present a really good test for our best golfers. That's that. That's great. I've uh, it's uh, I have been to Champions Gate before. It's been quite a few years, so I'm really looking forward uh, to to getting back out there and, and checking out the some of the changes and improvements that they've made there. Uh, we're also utilizing the the national course mm-hmm. uh, at Champions Gate. And tell us about uh, uh, the golf classic. Uh, where where those participants are, what, where they're going to enjoy their golf in uh, Orlando. Sure, the classic is going to be utilized. Uh, we'll we'll move you around in the in the classic. First day, we'll be uh, we'll be utilizing the national course, and then the Grand Lakes course, and then we'll flop those two flights. So you'll get to play both of those on the Sunday Monday event. Um, the the nice thing about the classic is you can compete, but it's an event where we're using the Stableford in a point quota format basically for gross and net. So, hey, if you are having a hold, you can't make bogey, you pick up and move on and just keep having a great day. So it's a lighter, relaxed, more competitive atmosphere. 
Absolutely, and it and, you know appeals to to golfers of all of all skill levels and, and ability. Um, you know, one of my favorite things that that GCSA has added to this event over the last several years has been the scramble uh, uh, tournament for folks who who want to get a little golf in. Um, if they're coming from a maybe a, a nor- more northern uh, location to one of our to one of our host cities, and they want to uh, get out and play a little bit, this is a great opportunity for them to go out, have some fun play a little golf, get some awesome networking in before they dive into to the conference events uh, and, the, and the trade show. So uh, tell us a little bit about the scramble heading over to Shingle Creek. Yeah, Shingle Creek's a really fun golf course to play if you haven't been there. Uh, you're, you're in for a treat. Always in really good condition. Uh, it's very close to the uh, JW Marriott where our host tournament resort is, but also really close to the convention center and everything that's going on down there. So um, if you've got any inkling to play golf at all, there's still a few spots left in the scramble. We're getting tight, about to sell it out. But um, they, you would definitely want to play in that if you're looking to, for a quick quick experience in golf. Um, the, the crew over there, Mike Rink is the superintendent. He has fairly new with Shingle Creek, but uh, got to spend a little bit of time with Mike when we did our uh, turn, final tournament meeting, and he's just a super great guy, and I know that he's excited to be hosting our group out there, so it should be fun. And we and we did mention, I uh, uh, want to make sure to, to mention that uh, Grand Lakes, uh, Ritz-Carlton Golf Club, will be in the Golf Classic rotation, correct? That is correct. And is uh, correct. who? Uh, just a shout-out to the uh, the superintendent there? Yes, Andy Ragsdale is the superintendent, d- director of grounds there. And uh, he's he was actually there when we were in Orlando the last That's right. uh, yeah. time around. And and Andy does a great job, and and that crew is, is excited to have us as well. So Absolutely. It puts, on a, puts on a great show. I remember yep. getting to spend some time uh, uh, there uh Three years ago, when we were in uh, or, or last in Orlando, uh, let's talk uh, networking opportunities. I mentioned it briefly. We talked about it w- with the scramble. Um, I-, I think people uh, maybe their first impression when they think about this event is, "Oh, it's too competitive." Um, but you talk to anyone who has played in the uh, event, even those in the national championship, and one of the first things they tell you is, "What a great networking opportunity! What a great..." way to ex- expand connections and make friends throughout the industry. And, and that's one of the things that I know that you and I and the others on staff, we tell everyone when it comes to this event about what an awesome opportunity is to make some new friends, make some new connections, and just really expand uh, your professional network. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know, there's so many people that I've met over the years uh, from the tournament that are from all parts of the world. We, I think last year we had, uh, you know, eight different countries represented. And when you see people that maybe you only see once a year or met at the tournament, uh, it's just pretty cool to see all the all these, you know, 500 people get back together. And we have a networking event which we call the 19th hole back at the host resort, the JW Marriott each day directly following golf. And, uh, it, it sounds like a giant beehive in there because there's a lot of fun and giggles and, and networking going on. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that'll say that's their favorite part of the tournament aside from the golf Absolutely, is yeah. just the networking and it's uh, networking on steroids for sure. Yeah. It, it extends past the golf, obviously getting a chance to play with, uh, people from around the country is a great opportunity. And I think everyone in the, our business knows how, how, great the connections are that you can form while playing a round of golf with somebody. But the beauty of this event is it extends to events like the 19th hole reception, the welcoming reception, um, just uh, all of the stuff that goes around it. So um, an, an awesome part of that, uh, that 
of this event. And it's an event that really could not happen without, and we mentioned them before, um, and I, I cheated them off a year, our, our partners for 27 years in this event. And uh, that's the Toro Company. And just maybe tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what their support means uh, for us um, and, and for the participants who take part in this great event. Yep. Uh, so Toro has been an unbelievable partner in this event. And, you know, you, you, I know it's 20, I think it's 27. It could be 26. <laughs> I've lost count now, but um, I tell you what, their their support of financial support, they also bring in uh, some of their distributors and some of their folks from Minneapolis and around the world to come in and uh, help, help us with the event, actually do uh, boots on the ground and volunteer to, to help us, which is that was that in itself is would be impossible to have this event without that. Um, but it's just such a great opportunity for them to just say thank you um, uh, to to our members um, and and put on a good show for them. They they are very very uh, hands on as far as helping us run the event. Um, they're they're also uh, buy uh, hole in one insurance, right? Which is really cool. So every single course every day has a target hole where you can win a Toro Workman, uh, the new GTX Workman, and I That's think right. they're even putting in the beefed up ones this year. So, oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, it, they are just so cool. And um, but yeah, that that many years to stick with an event like that and be a partner in something like this cumulatively, uh, it, it's a lot of support for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. And it, it, you know, we, you see the Toro folks around, um, whether it's during receptions on the golf course, they're, they're filling a lot of the, uh, volunteer roles. They just invest so much, uh, you know, time and effort and resources to, to make this event a great one. And, and we, I, I know how, how much you and uh, everyone here appreciates their involvement. It even extends to a program they've put on the last several years for assistant superintendents uh, to kind of bring them in and introduce them uh, uh, to the program. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, the VIP uh, uh, participant program. Absolutely. it's. I guess you could call it a grant or a scholarship type program, but uh, the neat thing about it is the golf course superintendent gets to nominate their assistant. And so they send in, uh, you know, an application for that, and they choose 20 uh, assistant superintendents that get a really awesome experience because they take care of everything except their their flight. So, you know, if they're already coming to the golf industry show, this is just a great little bonus for them. But uh, they can play golf up to all three days in the tournament. They get uh, room and board while they're there. And for some of these young guys that have aspirations of really, uh, you know, having a, a, a great career as a superintendent, they're getting to network with, with you know, superintendents that are hosting major championships and, you know, the Ryder Cups and, and so forth. So uh, it's just a really cool opportunity. We try to get them all together when we get there at one of the 19th hole events and get a big picture with the Toro folks and Rhett. And um, it's just really cool. And, you know, for a a tournament that a lot of folks will tell you is a you know once you've been there once you're never going to miss it want to miss it again we see that a lot more from the assistants because they're wide-eyed and wide-eyed and when they get there yeah so. yeah it just it's just a great extension of their commitment uh, toro's commitment to the to the program and um you know uh, 
a, lo- a lot of a, a lot of industry partners of GCSA have, have shown their commitment to assistant uh, superintendents and to the future of the profession uh, of golf course management. This is just another one. Uh, so obviously, our thanks to uh, the, the Toro Company for their long uh, support of this event. I also want to mention uh, some of our other uh, sponsors, the whole sponsors, uh, Agstone Wedding Agents, IVI Golf, uh, the folks at New Farm, PBI Gordon, TCF uh, Equipment Finance, and then some of the association um, uh, initiatives that um, serve as whole sponsors, the EIFG, Environmental Institute for Golf, uh, GCSA TV, and of course, a humble little magazine that I know a little something about called GCM. <laughs> so, uh, and also, let's uh, uh, tip of the cap to Golf Genius, um, company that we've partnered with the last several years. They provide the kind of the back-end scoring, um, pairing systems uh, for them, really have streamlined that over the last uh, couple Couple of years, so I know that's uh, taken some weight off your shoulders. Well, I tell you, if you uh, have ever tried to run a golf tournament with multiple formats going on at the same time uh, and heard 500 cats at the same time, yep. that Golf Genius is the answer. I mean, I'd, I would definitely, uh, if you don't already have it in your club, I'd, I'd definitely look into it because it's an unbelievable software for managing the tournament. Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. And so, uh, uh, some details before we wrap up here. The golf tournament, uh, the dates for that are January 25th through 27th in Orlando. We've mentioned presented in partnership with our friends at the Toro Company. Uh, the host hotel is the JW Marriott Orlando. The beauty of Orlando, uh, you know, is that even though there are there's probably a little driving involved to get from courses to the hotels, everything is rather centrally located. So the move from, say, a tournament hotel to your conference hotel will be a relatively easy one. Even a trip from the Champions Gate courses uh, back on the International Drive around the convention center uh, is... Um, uh, is a relatively simple one, uh, Orlando traffic, uh, uh notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the host hotel for the event, JW Marriott, Orlando, we're using champions gate golf club, uh, the Ritz Carlton golf club at grand lakes and shingle Creek for our event. You can get all the information, um, about the event by going over to golfindustryshow.com slash GCSAA golf championships. There are pesky little hyphens separating those last three. So uh, um, make sure to look for that if you want more information on the event. And next year, Jimmy, we're off to uh, off to the desert. We and, are and by popular demand. That's right. We are back in back in Vegas. Uh, in terms of the the show and the conference, we will be utilizing the brand new Las Vegas Convention Center. Will be one of the very first events in there. But uh, maybe hype up a little bit. Uh, I, I know that you are already turning an eye towards towards Vegas and even events uh, events beyond that. But I, I know there's some excitement about us heading back to Vegas. There is a lot of excitement about that. The tournament will be actually in Palm Springs. Okay, awesome. Uh, so more to come on that. But uh, I can assure you with the work that we've been doing on it already, uh, you, you're definitely not going to be disappointed. There's so many great golf courses in, in Palm Springs. We're almost guaranteed, knock on wood, great weather there. Right. And um, our members have been asking for it. Absolutely, so they you have. you got it. Here Absolutely. it comes. That's right. <laughs> By back by popular demand, and uh, um, uh, again, relatively easy uh, drive over from Palm Springs uh, to Vegas um, uh, to get yourself there for the uh, uh, for the conference. So, uh, Mr. Cummins, thanks so much. Appreciate you taking a little time Thank to, you. to talk tournament um, as a part of the GIS Palooza podcast. Nothing but GIS all the time. <laughs> for the listeners of the GCSA podcast. Jim Cummins, the tournament director of the GCSA Golf Championship and his little side gig as the senior manager of business development. Thanks, buddy. 
You bet. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of the GCSAA podcast, episode number 17, or as I hope you'll fondly remember it, GIS Palooza. Big thanks to all my colleagues from here at the association who joined us for this episode, Jana Brown, Matt Brown, Sherry Kaler, and of course, Jim Cummins. And even though I mentioned this plenty of other times throughout the podcast, one last plug for everything you ever wanted to know about the 2020 Golf Industry Show in Orlando, from the tournament to the education, to the trade show, and all of the great special events, get on over to golfindustryshow.com. There is still time you to register and join us in Orlando. So once again, check out golfindustryshow.com and sign up today. Before you go, I want to encourage you to dig into our archives and check out previous episodes of the GCSAA podcast that you might have missed. You can find those wherever it is you get your podcasts. While you're at it, I will ask you to please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on all those same services. It really helps others find us when you do that. So whether you get your podcast through Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or another podcast service, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back real soon with another episode of the GCSAA podcast. But until then, on behalf of our producer, Evan Bissell, the good folks at Bayer who partner with GCSAA in the production of this podcast, and all of us here at GCSAA headquarters in Lawrence, Kansas, I'm Scott Hollister. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. And we will catch you again real soon on another episode of the GCSAA podcast. Take care, everybody.